Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Weekend Starts Now. I'm James Norton here with Taylor Carrick on the oh. mic. Adam Voris on the board. Uh, Whitney Lear from Annie B's is here. Thank you for joining us, Whitney Lear. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, super good to have you. And we're here at a, a really special place. We're at the Barrel Room for the Wooden Soul Series for Indeed Brewing. We're always talking about how awesome the ox is. Yeah, the ox is great. And it is great. That's kind of my home away from home. It kind of is getting to be there. Hoping to retire there (laughs) eventually. Um, But But yeah, the the barrel room is is fantastic. We're just surrounded by amazing beer resting on old oak with this this sort of distinguished heritage to it. You know, it's been bourbon barrels, tequila barrels, wine barrels. We talked with... Adam Tice last episode about all this. It was awesome. And we get to try where everything's at. It's super exciting. It's really super exciting. delicious. I, we should, I should thank our host, Indeed Brewing Company. They're cultivating an artfully eclectic lineup of distinctive flagship beers, well-loved seasonal releases, and adventurous specialty brews from the heart of Northeast Minneapolis. Indeed Brewing, not just brewing beer, crafting experiences. We are thirsty creatures indeed. And there's more to explore at www.indeedbrewing.com. And there certainly is. So this is our final episode of season two. How did we do it? I don't know. We haven't done it yet. Went too quick. There's still like this barrel could fall on us. (laughs) That would be, I guess it'd be a dramatic end. I would take it. Yeah. That's not a bad way to go. I would like to go out that way when I'm 95. Um, Like in another 55 years, I'd like to be crushed by a barrel during a podcast. Especially a fancy barrel. A fancy barrel and a complete crushing. I don't want to linger. I want to (laughs) just... Barrel crushes me, and that's you don't it. want the beers to spill out into your mouth. Oh, as maybe, going maybe one last like, oh, bittersweet, I'm dying, I'm dying. bittersweet moment. Oh, blood and beer actually pairs this really is, well. This oh, is getting a little dark. It is, it is a bit dark. Um, for our final episode, I thought we could uh, do an intro segment on things that we have learned over the course of the previous eleven episodes. Uh, I've people- learned. I have learned that you have good taste in music. Oh, <laughs> you keep you keep booking people. Jim, how long have this- I known you? <laughs> I mean, I, I, ten years. I, let me maybe? say, I, Come I, I, you, we've reaffirmed okay. that you have good because we've had these just fantastic <laughs> guests coming on, playing music or singing music, performing, and and it's just been a treat. Well, thank you. So, I and, appreciate and, and, and that. You've been, you've been killing it in that front. So that's something I learned. That's great. Um, you also learned that there is a good Steinhager German style gin made right here in Minnesota by Jay Carver. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. We had them on to talk about their Steinhager gin. Uh, I learned there was a scrappy independent professional wrestling going on. Did, oh. you, did you know that, Whitney Lear? There's like independent professional wrestling taking place? No. Is that in St. Paul, Minneapolis? In Minneapolis. Uh, they just had uh, their special Wrestlepalooza event, sold out First Avenue's main room. People from all over the country come to see the amateur wrestling that's happening. It's sponsored by PBR in So I guess the biggest question, yeah. does the audience dress up as well, or so is it just the wrestlers? What? You know what? Some of them do, actually. It's a, it's a free-for-all for everybody inside and outside the, the uh, cage. I have an update about Eric the Anarchist Cannon, yeah. our, our previous guest. Yeah. They had to file a cease-and-desist lawsuit against the WWE because Wait, they, they filed against WWE. Yeah, because oh, they had made a PBR style uh, T-shirt for one of their wrestlers, John Cena, and PBR came out right away and said, "We only sponsor one wrestler, Eric the Anarchist Cannon from Minneapolis." <laughs> and they they slapped him with a cease and desist, and they had to stop the shirts. And, 
Yeah. That's amazing. That's the business of wrestling. That's cool. That's he's, kind of, he's kind of big leagues then. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty intense. Uh, I learned that Indeed's delicious beer tastes even better in the friendly confines of the Ox or this crazy uh, barrel room for that matter. <laughs> it's fun to go to the source and taste and taste beer where Locally it's, it's sourced. made. The person behind the bar is going to know a lot about it. They're going to care yeah. about it. So go to go to tap rooms in general. That was sure. one of my uh, things I learned. Big, uh, you got to get a good, uh, good bartender. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay, and she just crushed it the she, whole season. She was crushing it for for twelve, um, 12 straight episodes. One yes. of the other things I learned is that I think we should look into doing a LinkedIn style. Okay. The weekend starts down networking social media page. Okay. Because we often have to shush our guests. Because they're talking to other people who are doing stuff. It's like you get critical mass of people who are doing cool things and they want to shut up. It's like, oh, yeah, your (laughs) thing is super cool and my my thing is super cool. cool (laughs) Let's do all this. It's like we're we're trying to do a podcast up here, people. (laughs) Maybe you don't know. We have a script we need to drone (laughs) through. Stop. Stop talking about the cool things you do. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a good season. I learned a lot. Yeah, go back and listen to it. Um, But yeah. the next segment we're also super excited about because um, the uh, I'm going to warn you right now, you're not going to hear a lot of talking from me in the second <laughs> it's segment. It's going to hear caramel consumption it's noises. It's going to be a lot of, yeah. Me a lot of rappers. Chocolate. Yeah, a lot of rappers. <laughs> we'll be right back with Whitney Lear from Annie B's here on The Weekend Starts Now.
Welcome back to the weekend starts now. I'm James Norton with Taylor Carrick here over on the mic. Adam Voorhees on the board. Whitney Lear from Annie B's and BT McElrath reminded me two companies, two great candy making companies coming together to perform one Voltron like unit of deliciousness. Oh yeah, the full trifecta. The full trifecta. <laughs> all it's chocolate, it's popcorn, it's caramel. It's mm-hmm. kind what of, more can you ask for? Have you made chocolate caramel popcorn yet? Yet. Ah, <laughs> Yet is the key word right, there. This is why we need that network. I want network a piece of that page. action when that happens. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for thanks for coming on. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in uh, Annie B's and BT McElrath. All right. Well, um, as you said, my name is Whitney Lear. That is my first name. So should clarify that I'm from Mississippi originally. In the South, a double name is quite common. Up here, people just look at me a little cross-eyed. <laughs> um, so I've been with Annie B's for a year now. Um, I actually had my job interview with them at your podcast last year what? at the bachelor farmer i know right isn't that crazy is that she's, true she, yeah she's t- well she's, if she's lying she's doing it well yeah. <laughs> uh yeah she's telling tell, me tell us the- more about that yeah so um tori swenson our vp of sales and i go way back and she invited me to dinner and to hear the podcast there that night meet justin and amanda hinky our great owners and all of a sudden, next thing I knew, I was in the middle of a job interview over dinner. Huh. But a job interview over delicious foie gras and champagne oh, yeah, and bachelor gonna, farmer. Can't I mean, really even complain. If you, even <laughs> if you don't get the job at that point, it's like... You're still ahead. Yeah. Uh, you're going to hear some crinkling noises, everybody at home. That's me and Taylor opening up chocolate <laughs> caramels because I feel like that's what they're here for. They're yeah. not just cosmetic. You can, you can eat them, too. Yeah. Um, well, tell me a little bit about... There's so much going on with Annie Bees and BT McElrath. What, what, how do these two companies come together? What, what's the story behind that? Yeah, so Annie Bees has been around for 38 years. We were originally founded um, in Kellogg, Minnesota by an older couple that made furniture, and the wife made these caramels in her kitchen. And we actually were primarily in hardware stores because that's where they were selling them, their furniture, because it was just a little side business. Um, just about four years ago, Justin and Amanda Hinky uh, acquired Annie B's. And then eight months ago, we partnered with BT McGowarth right here in Minneapolis. So we still have those two production facilities. Annie B's is still in Kellogg. BT McGowarth is here in Minneapolis, just down the road. And it has been a really fun and crazy eight months as we navigate the waters of merging these two companies <laughs> together. You know, the really fun stuff, merging accounting systems, oh CRM systems. <laughs> Sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what sets your products apart? He said almost like asphyxiating on a caramel. These are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you really, say something. My they're, mouth they're, is full. Right, yeah. They're, they're, these, these are delicious. But what, what sets your products apart? What are you trying to do in the marketplace in terms of, your, of what you're making? You know, everything we do is by hand. I mean, when you go to our facility in Kellogg, Minnesota, it is a tiny facility. There are three copper pots. Literally. It's a small staff. We stir it by hand. We make it there. We wrap it there. And so it's just all very genuine artisanal products. What difference does that make? Why can't you just scale it up and and pump it out of a a giant stainless steel hose? I mean, we could. It would taste really chewy and hard, kind of gross. It'd probably have a shelf life of like 20 years because you don't really know what's in it. Um, Ours, it's pretty straightforward. You recognize all the ingredients on the label. And it, you know, tastes delicious, as you can see. It, caramel, it doesn't really stick to your teeth like a lot of caramels. The are super tender. <laughs> like they've got a really like a lovely tenderness, and they kind of melt in your mouth. And the flavor—I mean, you get a lot of um, a lot of butter. 
mm-hmm. and real cocoa flavor and these chocolate flavored ones and the salt, you get little crunchy crystals of salt that really offset the caramel wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So what are your hottest, hottest products right now? What are people really into? You know, right now, uh, A lot of people are really excited about the BT products because with the merger of the companies, we've been able to introduce people to BT that weren't previously familiar with it because it was a little bit more saturated here in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And so these chocolate bites that you're sampling right Mm -hmm. now are really hot and really fun for people to be trying. And everyone's getting jazzed about uh, what they're going to do this holiday season. So we've got some fun corporate gifts. This is like a a Nestle Crunch done well. This is fantastic. (laughs) This is a buttered toast bite. Mm -hmm. Toasted breadcrumbs in 40% milk chocolate. 100% 100% natural. Really good. It's got a little bit of that crunchiness in there. It's fantastic. Yeah, and little known fact that uh, toast in there is actually from Rustica Bakery here in the Whoa. Twin Cities. What? Like the best bakeries in the, in, in, the, in the area. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Even more local business. Just keeps it nice and fresh and delicious. Can you tell us more about this uh, popcorn we got up here? Yeah, so on the table, I tried to pick what I thought would pair nicely with this Indeed beer. Mm-hmm. So I got the jalapeno cheddar popcorn. From what my boyfriend tells me, it's the best with an IPA or something really hoppy. Um, I'm not a beer connoisseur myself, although I'm enjoying this one right here. Um, So I brought this to share to see what y'all think with it. It is a little spicy, so I don't know if you have Minnesota taste buds or my southern taste buds. uh, (laughs) Probably probably closer to your southern, actually. I find if you just keep eating spicy things, you like them more and more. Is there a, what's the best way to open this? I feel like it's going to be a a a popcorn pinata explosion here. So let's make sure we tell people where they can get some of this stuff. Absolutely. My yeah. wife is about to run out from the audience to help with popcorn. <laughs> Popcorn's open, Becca. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so locally you can find us um, at a lot of co-ops here, uh, mm-hmm. Lunds and Byerly's, Kowalski's. Um, and like I said, with the caramels, we actually got our start in the hardware business. So go to your local Ace, do it best. Um, you can find us right on the cash register there just for a little caramel treat while you're shopping for your gardening equipment or whatever. Stuff legit spicy. That is, <laughs> that is really spicy. It's actually pretty spicy. Holy shit. Do y'all need another beer over here? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I can just pass a, mine down. It's great. It's got a kick. Like, you've committed to the, the spicy part mm-hmm. of the label. I like it. Dang. Um, what else is coming up next for you guys? you have any cool projects you're rolling out? New treats? You know, I, we do. Uh, we the have secret, the secret treats. Yeah, you know, as you kind of mentioned earlier, alluded to chocolate, popcorn, caramel, they go together really well, mm. and we haven't quite done a collaboration just yet because we've been doing all the nitty-gritty to get ready for that. Yeah. Um, so hopefully something in that realm will be coming soon. Cool. Um, we're definitely working on a lot of new things. As um, y'all are probably aware, Brian McElrath is a chef in training. He's still on board with us, just helping us come up with some creative new things for all, all lines, all caramels, popcorn, and chocolate. Um, so we'll be coming up with something exciting there. Um, in the meantime, we're working on some fun corporate gifts for the holidays. Uh, we just merged our two websites together, uh, so you can see all of our corporate gifts there. I realize it's crazy to be talking about the holidays right now, but shockingly, people start That's ordering their Christmas gifts in September, summer, October. Summer flies past. <laughs> hey, but real quick, since we have you here, we got to talk about your Super Bowl ring that you wore, <laughs> particularly for the podcast. It's like a two-pound ring. It is my party trick. I like it to is say. a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Would you like me to pass it down the table? Yeah. Uh, are you comfortable with that? Oh, man. You'd be shocked how many times Didn't I do that. did Vladimir Putin steal one of these? That's actually a really good story about that, I think. This is yes, amazing. I've heard that. Um, no, I actually, I moved here from New wow. Orleans. Um, mm. I used to work uh, also in sales corporate fulfillment for the New Orleans Saints. So not the most popular 
team around here. Not up here. It no. does have the score of the Vikings game on the inside of that ring. Does oh, it really? Not to rub it in. That but. is super funny. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. I heard a band from uh, New Orleans. They were up here, and it was it was right after they got the Vikings got beat by the Saints, and. He said, you guys are, you, we really can't talk about the Saints up here because uh, I was walking down the street and there was a little old lady. I said, you know, hey, hey, good game yesterday. And she told me to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how they feel about New Orleans. <laughs> Man, that is really something. Yeah, I get a little bit of grief about it, but it's still a fun party trick nonetheless. Cool. <laughs> really cool. Here, I don't want you to throw yeah. that across the table. It's not as delicious as the caramels and popcorn <laughs> and chocolate, though. Well, and, 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 and as we wrap this segment up, I should give you and the whole team there an official thank you for helping underwrite this season and make it possible. We really appreciate it. We love what you guys do. You're kicking some major butt. So Thank you so much for yeah. having us. We, we love your show, and we really uh, are Excited to be part of it. Cool. Thanks, Whitney Lear. We'll be back with more on The Weekend Starts Now.
segment of the season we got an outro segment too oh we do this is our, penul- right. this is our penultimate, penultimate segment exactly our next segment will be penultimate plus one nice um i'm still chomping on the caramel as we all are we're here with our very special guest sam johnson sam thanks for being here yeah thanks for having um, me you're a performer in minneapolis true uh you're currently in the performance troupe super group that is true. Um, and but you're you're here today to also talk about your assistance with the upcoming Vital Matters Festival of Contemporary Dance and Performance, uh, initiated by Body Cartography Project. Vital Matters will feature new work by a host of hometown collaborators and other special guests, including uh, DJ Wes Winship, who is fantastic. Uh, with your help and our help and our listeners' help. It will take place October 20th through the 23rd at the Southern Theater in Minneapolis. There's a note. What sets Vital Matters apart is that the festival will highlight contemporary makers in our community recognizing new aesthetic, somatic, and performative practices. Together we will offer, we will offer multiple entry points into the experience of dance. Uh, first, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, secondly... Uh, walk us through new aesthetic, somatic, and performative practices and what that means. Is this not yeah. a dance festival? This is a dance festival. That's kind of a big topic. Yeah. I'll try to cover a little bit of it. Um, for me, what that means is that it's engaging artists who are working with the body as the initial impulse for mm-hmm. the creation of their performance. Mm-hmm. And whether that's the internality of the body that might be the somatic approach or if it's how the body is placed in culture or if Mm. it is how the body connects to other bodies the audience performer relationship so it's really looking at um and this again is from my perspective but performers and performance makers who are initiating a practice with questions about the body sure and for our listeners who are maybe not super familiar with um, new types of performance can we contextualize this a little bit what what is what is this like in relation to something that's a little more traditional theater something that's a little more traditional dance that they might be familiar with yeah i think in some ways it might there might be a lot of similarities and i think in other ways it might be um Work, I think questioning is a really big thing Mm. that comes up for me so that it is work that is not only relying on modes of communication that are practiced, but looking into what are new ways that we can find to communicate with our bodies and body to body. And aesthetically, that can mean a lot of different things. So Mm. it might, uh, from the outside, look a lot like traditional dance, or it might look not like dance at all. It might Mm. look like... um, theater or stillness or uh, a dance party, gesturing, or a 
big uh, gathering with the audience dancing with the performers, or it might be a one-on-one -on -one dance through the streets. I know that that's one thing that's mm -hmm. going to be happening. So it's a lot of different forms, playing with the form that dance and audiencing can take. And how did you get involved with this? <clears throat> I got involved. Um, I've known Otto and Olive, who are the duo behind Body Cartography Project, who are initiating this. I've known them for several years. I used to, I've collaborated with them. I was a performer in one of their projects uh, at the Walker Art Center and have done a couple workshops with them, which is another key part of this festival is that not only will there be performances, but there'll be workshops and talks that will include audience members and bringing in other community members to talk about performance. Um, yeah, so I, I have been involved with them as collaborators and colleagues in the community, and they invited me to perform and make a work for the festival, and then also to help with the logistic aspects. <laughs> the, the really fun, fun yes. Aspects. The asking for money. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this question may sound flippant. I don't yeah. intend it as such, but if you're doing a one-on-one -on -one dance through the streets, yeah. are you blocking off said streets or is traffic part of the, the dance experience? Uh, I think you maybe could do both things. I think in this case, traffic will be part of the experience. Oh, well, that's yeah. interesting. Slash that's risky. A yeah. thrilling element. Yeah. <laughs> I know you for... You have the lawyer dancing on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, that's really cool. Yeah, actually. and also have that at the end of the festival. <laughs> you don't want to yes, leave the, the big end. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. I think it also might be a film in this case. Okay. I shouldn't speak to it that specifically. It's not my project. But I know Body Cartography, their last project was a piece called Closer that included um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one dances where it would be one audience member and one performer out in public spaces. Yeah. So they did it in parks and uh, festivals. City Hall. City Hall. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how developed is this festival? Um, I know there's a Kickstarter you're trying to get. You have all the people who would participate already kind of committed, but logistically yep. there's still quite a bit that needs to happen, or what's the Kickstarter involvement? The Kickstarter is uh, almost exclusively to pay the artists, so there are okay. a lot of artists who have committed to showing work and creating, creating the performances, and uh, it'll take place at the Southern Theater, and that is committed and will happen. Um, and so it's really about, the Kickstarter is about wanting to both pay artists equitably and will allow it to ramp up and be as big and full as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's um, without the Kickstarter, without raising the money, probably things might have to shrink a little bit or sure. it'll, you know, it'll have to scale in size. So it's really about wanting it to be as yeah, there's this, full. There's this interesting thing that I, I've kind of seen as a theme throughout our season, mm -hmm. which has been there is a lot of really great different work and different disciplines. And we talked to um, Butch Roy from huge theater about the improv scene, mm -hmm. which is happening at all sorts of different places and yeah. is really successful and really popular. And, um, you know, he was trying to, and he has successfully put together their improv fest to give this mm -hmm. kind of a home and a central location. And there isn't really that home or central location for the new type of dance, the new type of performance that would go into something like Vital Matters. Yeah, there isn't really. There are a couple... Um other things that are festivals that you could maybe classify as dance festivals that mm -hmm. happen through the throughout the Twin Cities in Minnesota. But there isn't, I think what makes this really unique is that it's trying to bring uh, quite a few people together. And in this case, it's lots of artists who are past collaborators of body cartography. And that was kind of their impulse was yeah. to give space for these people working in similar ways or working with threads that they recognize from their own work. Yeah. 
But it really is about this condensed about this condensed time when all of these things are happening and are in conversation with each other. And then that, in relationship to the workshops and the audience participation events and the engagement, so that it isn't just about coming to the theater and sitting down and watching some shows. It's really about what is the experience of contemporary performance mm -hmm. and how does that experience kind of get crafted and expanded upon and talked about and... And it's so interesting, too, because it's such a diverse group that you almost don't get to see that that type of, uh, of, of showcase without having everybody in the same space within the course of two or three days. Because, you know, in the Twin Cities, I feel like you go see a particular performance. It's out somewhere in public, and maybe you catch it, maybe you don't. Yeah. And then you got to wait till choreographer's evening at the Walker, and then mm -hmm. you see three or four people. Maybe you're familiar with them, maybe you aren't. Then you got to wait three more months. This is all going to be open and available to the public in the course of a couple of days. Yeah, 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 which I think is great. And it's a, it's a wide range of, I mean, artists working in different ways and different experience levels, people who have been making work, um, like there's the Hijack, who is a performance duo, uh, Kristen Van Loon and Aaron Wilder, mm -hmm. who've been making work for, I don't remember what they just celebrated, their 20th anniversary or something like right, that for yeah. a long, long time. And then people who are just beginning to make their own work and present their own work so that there's this exciting dialogue, I think, that can happen mm -hmm. between all these different makers. Little scene building. If, yeah. if we want to find Vital Matters online, where should people look for it? Well, you can go to the... There's a Kickstarter campaign going on right now until July 1st. So you can go to kickstarter.com and search for either Vital Matters or Body Cartography. Cool. Uh, or you can go to the bodycartography.org, which is their website, or you can find them on Facebook, too. Great. Well, thanks. Sam, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with more, our last segment of the second season. Yep. On The Weekend Starts Now. Taylor Carrick, you final segment, the final episode of our second season. Holy moly. 
You know, if, if Indeed would let us, I would just do three more shows right now. Set up in residence. <laughs> yeah. Get on my phone. You could probably actually string some hammocks up, I think, yeah. between those barrels. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's feasible. Um, yeah. Normally, I talk about a restaurant you should go to or something you should do. I just actually want to say some thank yous. Let's do it. Feeling kind of valedictory here. Whole team in Indeed has been just awesome and stellar. And, and thank you guys so much yeah. to, to Annie Bees for supporting us. Adam Voris for being stellar twin cities sound twin cities sound absolutely thank you just the best uh my wife becca dilly you are amazing and your photos have been fantastic and your support has meant so much to us thank you becca thank you becca thank you so much um yeah and to all the listeners and to you taylor you know thanks thank you You, we've we've worked together for two whole seasons now and that's right I guess we had like 140 flack radios before that, so maybe it's not surprising we don't hate each other, but if anything, I feel, I feel more warmly. So. I like your note in here for being at least one of the two top podcast hosts. And I was going to suggest the other one might, <laughs> might, might be me, and then, and then misdirect you with Evan Peterson from the Well-Fed Guide to Life, but you know, it's whatever. You're certainly, uh, you're certainly one of the top two. I, I disagree with that. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Jim. Of course. It's, uh, it's been such a pleasure. It's been an honor and a pleasure. We're very lucky. I know so I, sometimes I tell people I got to go to work and then they see all the photos and they're like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> you were listening to great music and drinking amazing beer. Yeah. Screw you. Um, let's talk about your weekend. Yes. You, the listener. Um, a few episodes ago, we talked to some folks from the food building. Yeah, I love those guys. They're doing great food here in Minneapolis. Yeah, uh, some of that great food is a pizza farm. So if you can't make it to outstate Minnesota, you want to experience a pizza farm. All the ingredients are being made at the food building, and uh, it's right off Marshall. You can go over there; they'll do a wood-fired pizza for you. They can have lone grazer cheese, I'm sure, which is and that stuff's really, really right. It's yep. really good stuff. Bring a blanket, sit outside, eat three or four pizzas. It's going to be fun. At least. Uh, Basilica Block Party Weekend for contemporary rock fans. I've got Death Cab, Ryan Adams, Gary Clark Jr., uh, really good hometown bands uh, at the Star Tribune stage, including Gospel Machine and, of course, Holiday. Woo! Woo woo! Um, be sure to hear our last episode on that. Um, I'm still sad about Prince. I think we're going to be sad about Prince forever. I don't think that's a thing we're going to get over. This is a quick tangential story. I walked into a record store um, yesterday. I walked in, and right away when you walk in, they had a framed copy of the LP uh, for Purple Rain, and then they had the 45 single for, I think, When Doves Cry, Mm. and it had like a really cheesy photo of Prince also in the frame, and uh, it was 50 bucks. And I actually went to go take it off the wall before I talked myself out of, like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? I just, like, still have the impulse yeah. to celebrate Prince. Like, I was like, I have to have this. How does, yeah. not, how does everyone not have this? Um, but um, there's also still room in my heart to miss Michael Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, there's a super fun dance night tribute at First Avenue called Remember the Time. And uh, a fantastic DJ, uh, DJ Mike Davis, a.k.a. Extra Large Mike, a.k.a. Mike 2600. Cool. Um, do you have any a.k.a.s, by the way? Particle Man. Back in, back in the day, <laughs> that was my, my BBS handle. Is that true? Yeah, for those of you guys who remember BBSs, that's where you use your telephones to try to pretend you had the internet. Yeah. Back in the 70s. Particle Man, whenever I like that. Was. that. Yeah. Um, my a.k.a. was, are, are, hey, are you listening? Hmm. 
Um, I like that. Yeah, usually not, but um, <laughs> already uh, Mike has 12 different cuts of Billie Jean that he's made. 12 separate oh. cuts of Billie Jean. He's going to play it all night long. It's going to be fantastic. Um, that's your weekend. If you need more fun stuff to do that challenges your intellectual sensibilities as well as your dancing prowess, mm-hmm. maybe your um, taste buds as well. Sign up for our newsletter and HeavyTable.com's newsletter. Please do. And we'll send you suggestions directly into your inbox. Well, that's it. That's, that's it. We're going we're gonna to wrap this up with one last thank you to Indeed Brewing Company. So cool to be here in the Wooden Soul Barrel Room. They cultivate an artfully eclectic lineup of distinctive flagship beers, well-loved seasonal releases, and adventurous specialty brews from the heart of Northeast Minneapolis. Indeed Brewing, not just brewing beer, crafting experiences. We are thirsty creatures indeed. More to explore at www.indeedbrewing.com. Thank you for listening, everybody, to our second season of The Weekend Starts Now. We hope to be back for a third. When that happens, how that happens, we'll find out soon. Uh, And until then, uh, keep enjoying Minneapolis-St. Paul. We'll be back with more. You are the darkest shade of blue. Shut